When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Casting live. Yes, I think my word for today is. Booyah, booyah. Jack Armstrong. I love you, tiny people. And Joe Getty. I'm not laughing. And now here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Oh, season. Can't find the right pitch. What key were we going to do today? Uh, G minus demented. Uh, dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, on Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Liz Cheney. Or do you say Cheney? No. <laughs> Uh, and why is that person, who is that person, and why are they our general manager? Jack, she's the number three ranked Republican in the House of Representatives. She's uh, one of the few who voted in favor of impeaching the former President Donald J. Trump, real estate developer, Florida. And why is she the general manager? Well, uh, there was a... Crank up that music, it's a party, man! It's a party! Yes. I like it when you quote that one song about uh, if you didn't come to party. Don't bother knocking on my door. Yep, yep, that's a good Life policy. Life is just a party. Sound, sound policy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> there are plenty of Trump loyalists who are peeved at Ms. Cheney and wanted her heaved out of her position. And uh, the Republicans got together behind closed doors and uh, made speeches and held votes, and they kept her in her position 145 to 61. Hmm. 
an interesting uh, snapshot in the Republican Party's transition, perhaps away from uh, the Trump era. Maybe, maybe not. Perhaps. Um, so I heard that uh, some of your Kansas City Chiefs, including the biggest star in the entire football world, may have been close to someone with the COVID yesterday. You talking about the barbershop the thing? The barbershop. Yeah. The vid barber. Uh-huh. Yeah. And do they know yet whether or not uh, Patrick Mahomes or anybody else caught the vid from the barber? Ain't nobody saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? It's it's an interesting combination of it's a super exciting story. It's very clickbaity. When you dig into the published accounts, it's like, well, no, okay, they found out, and the guy stopped giving haircuts, and everybody's fine. But I absolutely 100% believe both teams and the league would lie about it. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I was going to get into, uh, regardless of what the details are. If Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady got close to somebody with COVID, would you even want to test them? <laughs> so that you don't have to lie, you just didn't know. You can continue to deny that he's not had a positive test. Or uh, if they test positive, would you keep it quiet? Because th- remember, 55% of people have no symptoms. So the most likely outcome is that. And then uh, even for ancient Tom Brady, they're in the age group where it's not going to be bad. Yeah, there's a lot of money on the line. Well, and even when you're right next to a guy, you're not next to him for long on a football field. You smash into him, you roll around, you get up, you go smash into him again. Is postponing it a week even on the table of conversation? Postponing the Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't have any idea what the logistics would be of that. Uh, it certainly would be easier now than most years because the crowd is so small. Right. So I think the protocol is if, if they know you've come in contact with somebody uh, with the Chinese bat fever, then you you have to isolate for several days and get tested a lot uh, because nobody nobody's been said to have to have it at this point. Right, it just was, that at, they at, came in contact with the barber. At this point, it would just be buying time so you could get consecutive negative tests or whatever the threshold is that they, right. they set. Which I think it's I think it's something like that. Yeah, but my well, thought experiment is if the two biggest stars had it, would you would the NFL tell us? I'm not sure they would. I'm not sure they, they need, should. I'm not sure they need to. Well, the microphone's unplugged. You know, the, if you got the ethical problem of, you you know, there might be a lineman there whose wife is taking care of her mother, who's, you know, whatever the situation is. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That'd be a tough one, though. That'd be a tough one. I don't think it would be that tough. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Wouldn't be that tough for them to make the decision. You got a perfectly healthy young man who's got the COVID. Yeah. I feel perfect. Yeah, why don't we test? We'll test somebody. When you yell <laughs> "hut hut," turn your head that way. Could you do that for us? Other than exactly. that, let's just go ahead. That'd be something to postpone the Super Bowl. Do it on uh, Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. Patrick Mahomes knows that, and that's why we introduce everybody in the squad right here. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. You know, if the quarterback's tested positive for COVID nineteen, you know what you do? You just turn it into a field goal kicking contest. <laughs> <laughs> That We're would not be exciting. It. We'll just, you know, it'd be like the shootout misses. in hockey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You start at the twenty, then the twenty-five, the thirty. Keep going until one of those, you know, undersized euros or whoever uh, misses. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to give it to Brady since he's elderly. <laughs> elderly. Everybody else is young. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? 
doing quite well, and I know the uh, the plural of anecdote is not data, but uh, my mom got her appointment for uh, the COVID vac. She's actually uh, going to get it today, and in a weird way that I did not anticipate, that kind of, okay, things are happening, right? It's The, the, sure. the, the vaccines aren't just all locked up in a freezer. Nobody's getting it, right? This is, uh, I think, only the second person that I personally know that is, has, uh, will, be, will have gotten it. Yeah, I don't um, know many either. Yeah, so uh, so so from that perspective, uh, it's glad to know that people are getting it, but still not nearly enough for me to be anywhere close to comfortable about the rate. I heard a story about a uh, some regular people put together a website because they realized it's somewhere in California, and I don't remember what region it covered, but they realized there's no place we don't know where to go to try to figure out where we get the vaccine. So some regular people put the effort in and came up with a website that for that region is by far the best way to figure it out. They just got on the phone and called all the pharmacies and all the places said, how much do you have? What's your appointment? Blah, blah, blah. How does it work? And made a website in a way that the government just can't do for some reason. Crowdsourcing, as they say. But why can't the government do that? Because they suck. That's what you're supposed to do. Because there are no incentives for success, except allegedly at the ballot box. But if you're in a one-party state, forget it. And and anybody that would have that idea would tell you, I'm sure, there are so many layers of bureaucracy above me that will say, no, we better not. Before I, So I just I gave up on trying to come up with ideas years okay. ago. I have to fill out 50 forms to even put right. out the bid. Right. And then we'd have to do an environmental study and an equity study to make sure that somehow our website wasn't eliminating you know, black and brown people or something. And so we just decided not to. Wow. Um, that, that's, that's really something, though, that, you know, in a couple of days, regular people just making phone calls and looking at other websites were able to put together a one place to go, which is not surprising to me, really. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, February 4th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin now officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. The beginning of the show is at Mark. Yeah, it was a big day for all the streaming networks like Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. Meanwhile, NBC is like, why are we hosting this again? No kidding. <laughs> That's what everybody wonders every year about the Golden Globes why are, and the Emmys. Why are you doing this? And You're see, advertising your own demise. Yeah, it is the pretty funny. The only show anybody watches is one about other networks. ABC has the <laughs> Emmys, and here's another reason to drop your cable. The best picture goes to Netflix. <laughs> that is pretty hilarious. Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's it's like a stallion, Jack. It's it got enormous strength, but there's danger there. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't wait. <laughs> We got a great lawyer on later this hour whose expertise is kind of in the policy realm of, because we've been saying, is there a reason why we just can't fire the teachers or the teachers unions or something and open the schools? Could they just be fired? And, and you know, those kind of questions. We're going to get to that later because uh, it does seem like there's some sort of tipping point that has been reached nationwide um, in all kinds of different ways. Although there is a secret reason some of your Democratic mayors uh, are behind getting the kids back in school, and it's not quite as noble as uh, maybe you were hoping. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's huh. from that's from today's Wall Street Journal. Huh. Should have figured that out on my own. Anyway, uh, lots of stuff on the way. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty 
of the great tricks to this quite easy job. I've actually dug ditches. Um, but one of the great tricks to this job is to try to figure out what is actually a story that any, even, even you know, people that listen to talk radio person is paying attention to versus what cable news and newspapers are talking about. Right. Because oftentimes, I think very often, social media and cable news is a buzz about something that like 90% of Americans are paying no attention to. Like so little attention, they don't even know what's going on. And often shouldn't. And shouldn't be paying attention attention to it. It's a beltway obsession. Washington, D.C., frequently described as a gigantic high school for adults, full of gossip and and who's going to be the head cheerleader, and they're completely self-obsessed. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mailbag. First, our freedom-loving quote of the day, continuing our stirring series of quotes about the Constitution. Uh, this is from Samuel Adams. Delicious beer. Beer maker. The liberties of our country, the freedom of our civil Constitution are worth defending against all hazards, and it is our duty to defend them against all attacks. Amen, Samuel. Uh, Bitter Becky writes, amused by your conversation regarding contractions. Bitter reminded Becky. Me of, uh, love Bitter Becky. She uh, remind me of, uh, it reminds me of my favorite required contractions. Don't. You'd never say, do not you dare. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Do not you dare. That's a good the, one. The runner-up is Let's Go. Imagine cheering for a team with Let Us Go. <laughs> Let Us Go. Or, or, uh, 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 let us go. Come on, kids, let us go. Yes. Going to the ice cream shop. Get in the car, let us go. Uh, more than one <laughs> friend of mine yesterday was trying out Ament, which was awesome. our, our newly discovered contraction. So it's Ament, not. I've been saying Amped whenever I throw it in, but I never actually use it. So it's Am amped. not. Amped. Amped. I suppose amped. it'd be. Well, can't. Cannot. Am not. Is not can't. can't. Amped. I think it's amped. amped. I think you're right, yeah. Um, pardon? I think that lady's wrong. Amant. She talks th- weird anyway. She's the dictionary lady. You can't argue with her. What were we I- arguing about the other day? Oh, how you pronounce with uh, the, the, the Japanese tradition of stabbing yourself. How do you say it? Harikari? Harikari? Seppuku? I, I think I said hair. I said hair. I think I've always said Harry Carry. Yeah. It's a very white privilege way to pronounce it. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. Yeah, well, maybe someday I'll stab myself as uh, the shame of uh, pronouncing Harry Carry incorrectly. And the, the great ir- irony as I pass away. You know, I was thinking of having uh, one of those big breakfast burritos uh, today, but I amn't. 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 Yosemite Mo writes. Uh, but I was surprised to hear you're not tuned into Newsmax. They're a very good, growing cable news network. A lot of, like early Fox before they went the fair and balanced route, weighted with Democratic strategists. Upfront conservative perspectives, some very good people. Okay. I've I'll never watched. Out. I cannot judge anything until I've actually taken it in. Sure, yeah. I don't know that I need more cable news for the reasons we were just discussing. No, it, it, it tends to be uh, a particular flavor. And it's easy to just get uh, too much of that flavor, I think. And I don't think it's particularly good for the radio show. No. Again, for the reasons we uh, enunciated. It it misleads you into thinking this is what people are actually talking about. And then you talk to a regular person and realize they have no idea of the entire story, let alone the latest ins and outs. Well, and part of our job is to bring it to them if it's significant and interesting, entertaining, whatever. Uh, But, uh, yeah, again, it's not a a really good ABC 
if it's on cable news, A, B, we should be talking about it, C, you should know about it. That's not necessarily true at all. Uh, so, Yosemite Mo, I said I was uh, going to check out Newsmax TV, but I am not <laughs> Here's Tom. Uh, let's see. Your Republican candidate for governor of California, was he high? No Republicans can win in San Francisco or L.A. And no big liberal cities, no governorship, no way. Uh, half the people hate Gavin Newsom and Cal Unicornia because he's not liberal enough. True. Maybe an independent has a shot, but an R? Jack will eat his truck if an R has a shot. <laughs> Maybe another dismal 20 years of painful slogging, plotting into bankruptcy. Maybe. Uh, you know what, Tom? You could be right. Oh, Van Jones, who I have praised as being wild, wildly liberal, at least smart and honest, said something about the Cal Unicornia governor thing that was just Looney Tunes. We'll bring that to you in, in a few minutes. Um, we got this text about uh, how a bunch of normal people put together a website where you could get the vaccines, but the government didn't manage it somehow. The government is just as lazy as everyone else, only they are all lazy together, like a huge pile of lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly a Ph.D. in political science there. <laughs> a huge pile of lazy. Uh, the uh, always interesting J.T. in Livermore writes, I don't want to be accused of being racist, so when I noticed that my local cable TV provider, rhymes with Domcast, was offering racist programming on several other channels, I immediately canceled my service. I noticed, he says, that they use acronyms for a bunch of their channels. Ah, yes! That leading intellectual light of the San Francisco uh, school district. Uh, Well, the whole school district decided acronyms are a sign of white supremacy and racism. So they had to change the name of departments, so they're no longer acronyms. In... I mean, it's as if there's some sort of contest. No, 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 no. I can say something crazier than you. Uh, How about this one? (laughs) No kidding. So, uh, yeah, way to go. Way to go canceling your cable because it's white supremacist. Uh, This is a nice note from uh, Ricky just talking about how the VA seems to be doing a great job getting vaccinations out to folks. It's just the the healthcare workers and then the oldest first. And they're making appointments and everybody knows their appointment and they're getting the job done. And uh, they also point out all veterans are equitable, brothers and sisters. There's no torturing themselves over which veteran is more veteran than the other veterans, which animal is more equal than others. Uh, let's see. How much time do we have, Michael? This Aileen Anonymous writes, my fourth grader finally gets to start in-person school tomorrow, except that she won't, because with the storm last weekend, we decided to take a last-minute trip with the family, just the four of us, up to the mountains, rented a friend's private house, skied two days, have the kids Zoom from there a few days, then come home tonight, but... Right before we left, I got a call from the school saying, since we were 150 miles, or we drove 150 miles, the kids had to stay home for a week. Um, we were with our family in our own car, didn't stay with anyone, even brought our own groceries, got takeout once, bought gas, but now my child is a risk, uh, and we have to quarantine. All this risk could have been avoided if I'd driven 149 miles. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, um, I know it. Beautiful. So somebody finally got around to figuring out how much money the schools have gotten, federal money, to deal with COVID, how much they've actually spent. Meanwhile, they haven't spent much of the money they've got. They're closed, most of them. Less than 25% of kids in public schools are in classroom. But they need billions more, Jack. Billions and billions more. So that angle of the story, pretty danged interesting. Armstrong and Getty. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In a new interview, Dr. Anthony Fauci said that he could not give a definitive answer on when life will return to normal after the coronavirus pandemic, though I'm pretty sure it'll be whenever people stop interviewing Dr. Anthony Fauci. That is Nobody wants to interview me about the common cold? <laughs> well, then that's a goodbye <laughs> from Tony the Fauci. <laughs> that is when one it's over, when, it, when, when everybody wonders, hey, you remember Anthony Fauci? Whatever happened to him? Is he still around? 
So I was sitting here. Oh, the uh, we'll get to the school stuff the next segment, and it's worth hearing. Uh, finally, the Wall Street Journal and others have broken down some of the nuts and bolts of what's going on with the schools. It's what you expected, but when you hear the actual uh, the deets, as the kids say, um, it's it's astounding. Can you imagine politics if people had ready access to the facts <laughs> as opposed to the 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 spin and the wildly yeah. inaccurate characterizations? So, but I was uh, during the commercial break. I was sitting here thinking. That's what I do. I sit here. You can picture the commercial breaks. I'm just over in the corner, arms crossed. Looks like you're just staring at the wall. Stop thinking. <laughs> and I was thinking um, uh, on this whole Marjorie Taylor Greene story, in what way it is important, as opposed to the little details. And some of the details are very entertaining. Um, it is a signal as to, is the Republican Party going to be continue to be Trump's party going forward, or are the people in power really going to stick their neck out and try to break with Trump and hope that they can win the day? I think that is happening. What do you think? Yeah, you could easily leave Trump out of it and just say, uh, just describe it as your more uh, wackadoodle out there, QAnon-ish element of the Republican Party. Uh, is the mainstream of the Republican Party going to call those people out and and say, look, we're not that? Because the danger is if you don't, what's happening now will happen increasingly, and that's that the wackadoodliest among you will be hung around your neck, and you'll spend all your time answering for them, as the Republicans have done fairly successfully with Ilhan Omar and and uh, what's the uh, the gal from Detroit? Um, well, the squad in, in general. Well, the highest up guy, Republican in the Senate, and the third highest person in the House, Liz Cheney, have pretty strongly condemned Trump uh, and said it's an impeachable offense. Right. They're going crazy in Wyoming, too. Liz Cheney's home state. Yeah. All sorts of strong statements and polls show this and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see her run for re-election. And she she wanted to have uh you know a vote of whether or not she should keep her leadership position. She wanted this vote that they had, and she pretty solidly uh, gets to hang on. Um, I think I think she just I think in her mind is like, okay, if you don't want me, fine. If that's what the party is, <laughs> I'll go do something else. Right? Uh, yeah. It reminds me of uh, we had. Uh, just a crazy sequence of career events uh, way back in the day when we were living and working in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wonderful town, by the way. Um, and uh, we went to the management and we said, if this doesn't change, we're out of here. And they replied, eh, it's not going to change. Why don't you get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, Liz Cheney's play, too. And Which she, was... got, uh, she got supported 145 to 61. So just a, a little bit ago, the representative from Georgia, I don't know, is there audio of this already? She stood up and apologized, and there was a standing ovation. Uh, that was the headline for a lot of news publications. Right, right. You know, it's funny. I was going to go through that in a couple other accounts in the Washington Post that are just a beautiful example of that which is true but misleading. She stood up. Let me see if I can find the specific. She the one. She, she, you might not know this. If you don't watch MSNBC or CNN, you might not be aware any of this is happening. You're so right. Go ahead. Because set it you, up. If because you if you watch Fox and get your news from certain outlets, you're not, you're not hearing all this. She is the number one story in America for about half the country. 
by far the number one story. Like, leads every newscast, every newspaper, everything, this Marjorie Taylor Greene woman, because she's got a QAnon past. And present, present, actually. Newly elected Republican from Georgia. Congresswoman. And she has, in the past especially, posted some of your wackadoodliest things online. Your 9-11 denials, uh, your... Uh, the, the school shootings were false flags operation blamed a space ray directed by a Jewish cabal for a deadly wildfire, among other things. Space now, ray. M- most of that. Yeah. Jewish space ray. Didn't see that coming. Mm. Uh, she but might have something there. Most of that stuff was was in the past. Uh, it still is nutty. But the Democrats hey, well, are... Uh, well, okay, that's an interesting ahead. thing. Most of that stuff was in the past. Yeah. So uh, Kevin McCarthy said today, if we are now going to start judging what other members have said before they're even members of Congress, I think it's going to be a hard time for the Democrats to place anybody on committee. It is true. Um, well, well, there's two sides to this. One, I think if you said stuff two years ago that was incredibly crazy... That makes you a pretty crazy person. And I think you're probably a still pretty crazy person. It does, although the Democrats are acting as if a statement made by a private citizen a couple of years ago is the same as a sitting congressperson making that statement. And I don't think that's fair. The the problem is, yeah, you start getting into, especially as we go forward, and you get more and more young people or people who grew up in the age of Twitter and everything like that, you're going to have a lot of wacky comments out there. Right, right. Uh, so anyway, the uh, liberal media is uh, saying that this, uh, this way out there Republican got a standing ovation because all Republicans are the same. They all believe in Jewish space rays. They're all racist. They all think 9-11 didn't happen. Well, no. What happened was she stood up and and said, look, some of that stuff I never should have said. You're right. It's nuts. And she said, I'm really sorry for putting you in a difficult position, because I know this is this is tough for Republicans right now. And that's what she got the ovation for. Now, publicly, uh, I will quote the Washington Post because it's decent writing. Publicly, Green has so far maintained a pugnacious posture toward her critics, adopting a Trump-like aversion to surrender. Quote, I won't back down, I'll never apologize, and I'll always keep fighting for the people, she tweeted on Saturday. The old pugnacious posture. Well, see, what the Dems are trying to do now is strip her of all her committee assignments, which they the Republicans are saying has never been done before. You guys have the majority. You get the chairmanship and all, but we say which of our people we want on which committee. That's That's always been the way it is. You can't reach across the aisle and kick people off committees. So but it's turned she, uh, uh, ugly. Is she... Is she uh either saying out loud or hinting at she just said those crazy QAnon things because that would get her elected and I never Don't believed them at the time and I shouldn't have said them or I, uh, I, I, I read a post on a website. I should have dug into it further. It turns out it's not a Jewish laser beam. Yeah, I, I don't know that. She was uh, embracing the QAnon stuff during her campaign. Though. Uh-huh. So it's not like when she was a 17-year-old. I, you know, look, there are crazy people who espouse ideologies that would be bad for America in both parties. And there's a value in calling them out and shining a spotlight on them. I do it as a conservative all the time. Cancel Some of the rent. farther left people. Cancel rent is as crazy and stupid as Jewish laser beam. 100%. I mean, well, it's, it's a different <laughs> sort of crazy. 
It's, uh, you know, and it's not racist, per se. Although there's plenty on the left that is overtly <laughs> racist. But I think it's worth criticizing. It'll be fine. But I don't think you can strip people of their committee assignments. Um, so anyway, that's where that story is as of today. Michael, yeah. Michael Bloomberg, the billionaire who ran for president, says Joe Biden needs to stand up to teachers' unions. I definitely, as we said earlier, feel like we've crossed some sort of tipping point in this nation. Um, whether or not Joe Biden actually, at any point, gives uh, the rest of us the help we need to fight back against teachers' unions, I don't know, because so far he has not. Well, they made a major step backward yesterday in the White House briefing room. When, yeah, you'll hear that. You'll hear yeah. that coming up. And it's uh, an utterly cowardly and dishonest statement from his press secretary. And some of the dollars behind this that we now know, thanks to, I don't know, finally somebody looking into it, this is pretty damn interesting stuff if you have any interest in this story at all, and you, and you definitely should. Um, that's on the way next. Armstrong and Getty. Today, the CDC director shredded a shots first prerequisite. Safe reopening does not um, uh, suggest that teachers need to be vaccinated in order to reopen safely. The White House press secretary walked that back several hours later. They have not released um, their official guidance yet from the CDC on the vaccination of teachers and what would be needed to uh, ensure the safe reopening of schools. So the CDC, which is actually following the science says no you don't have the teachers don't have to all get vaccinated before you can open up the schools safely that's not what the data shows because there's plenty of data showing the schools are as safe if not safer than the rest of the community currently that was without the teachers getting the vaccination so making the argument that teachers have to get the vaccination before it's safe is obviously obviously false but then Jen Pasaki um, uh, as the spokesman says, oh, the CDC hasn't finalized their recommendations yet, which means <laughs> the president or somebody from his office is going to call and say, hey, shut up, I guess. Yeah, the big teachers unions called the White House said, shut that biatch up. So, oh, the one We're going to follow the lobbyists. Just one, say it. One thing I wanted to point out about this, and I don't want to get bogged down in this because the school stuff is too, is too interesting, but there have been a couple of examples in the last week or so. I was singing in my head after I saw that on the news yesterday. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. People acted like Donald Trump's White House spinning things or lying about things was unique to him. It was not. Every White House in my lifetime has done that sort of thing. Maybe to different degrees. I don't know. You can argue about that. But every White House has done that. And in the last couple of weeks, there have been great examples, including that one right there. Fact check. Exactly. Nobody fact checked that. Exactly. If Trump's White House had done that, oh, they'd have been just rolling over the fact check. Another lie. Washington Post says blah, blah, blah. No, this is what freaking White Houses do. They lie to you. Meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. So damned frustrating. Anyway, back to the school stuff. Currently, public schools, in-person teaching at public schools is below 25% nationwide. That's unbelievable, given the data that is out there. We've got it flipped on our head, uh, on its head, with the we have to prove why we can go back instead of you have to prove why you can stay home as a teacher, because the data's on this side. Meanwhile, all the private schools are open, doing great. Um, so what they're asking for is more money all the time, right? 
Gotta have more money. Need more money. Somebody finally took the time to get into the numbers on this. Unions say schools from the Wall Street Journal. Unions say schools lack the money to reopen safely. But Chicago schools got twice as much cash as they were expecting from last the last federal relief bill. They got $110 million extra in Chicago, the local money. $110 million to spend extra to get ready for COVID. I don't know wow. how much money they're claiming they need, but I can't imagine why it's that much. I know I've got personal knowledge of a local school that is open that my son's at, and they didn't spend that much money to be able to pull it off. Um, but overall, nationwide, $67 billion have gone to schools already. $67 billion. From, for the purpose of reopening safely. Extra money for the purpose of of being able to reopen during COVID, the schools have spent four of it. Uh, pardon me, Mr. Chairman. $67 billion have gone out the door. Only $4 billion have been spent, probably because partially they can't figure out what to spend it on. Well, we bought a bunch of wipes and uh, some thermometers, and that only costs like $500. So I don't Got know what a we're going to full of masks. I don't Let's know what we're going to do with all this other money, actually. So, uh, point of order, Mr. Chairman. So they haven't spent the preceding 60-something billion dollars, and they're asking for how much more? Um, well, it, it varies. But 180 it, yeah. billion more or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, a tremendous amount more. Yeah. Uh, in California alone, because that's federal money. That's federal money. As I said, in, in Chicago, they had $110 million that they had that. There's, there's county money. There's state money. There's all kinds of different money flowing around. Gavin Newsom dangled an additional $2 billion in state funds for school to reopen. But still, they said, no, we can't open. It's, it, it's, it's unbelievable that this has continued as long as it has. It is a naked cash grab combined with, you know, in a related story, a naked power grab. It is absolutely a cash grab. It's a cash grab when you've already gotten a whole bunch of cash. Right. A tremendous amount of cash. Now, to the uh, angle of, uh, for instance, Ms. Lightfoot, the mayor in Chicago, or de Blasio, the mayor in New York, you know, really getting in the in the shorts of the teachers' unions and saying, you need to open, you need to be there, it's your job, blah, blah, blah. This is from also from the Wall Street Journal. One might wish to believe politicians such as Miss Lightfoot and, and uh, de Blasio are begging the teachers to return out of concern, concern for the children. Reality check. Funding levels for public schools in many cities are a function of enrollment levels. By pulling their kids out of these schools, parents are removing the automatic funding floor, and it's Ah. killing a couple of these really blue cities that are up against it with all the pension costs and anything as it is. It's just killing them. I mean, the math does not work to go forward if the kids don't get back in school. Right. Yeah, I remember that from uh, yeah my kids' uh, yeah. education. That they want your kid if your kid's got a doctor's appointment at uh, ten minutes after school starts, have them show up for two minutes, please, so we get our funding. They make a big deal out of your kid missing school in public school, which which you know I, I'm I'm fine with. Kids shouldn't be missing school, but I was kind of surprised. Well, until you figure out the whole funding aspect of it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now it makes sense. So, the, for instance, the city of San Francisco is now suing its own school right. district right. to open the damn schools. Yeah, and I, uh, dumb, soft-hearted old Simple Jack, thought, wow, <laughs> even the city of San Francisco realizes these poor kids, they're depressed, they're not learning. You know, it's just its just terrible. We need to do something. No, it, it destroys the entire financial model. The more the more lefty the city is, the more it destroys your financial model because you're more upside down in all your generous packages for all your public workers. Right, right. 
just uh, really quickly, since I have it in front of me, uh, the city attorney for San Francisco, with support from the mayor, is suing San Francisco Unified School Board over a prolonged campus closures, saying school leaders, quote, have no meaningful plan to reopen classrooms. They do have a meaningful plan to take Abe Lincoln's name off of a high school and a meaningful plan to not use acronyms anymore the because they're evidence of... Or the new State Department Abraham guy? Lincoln, not Anthony Blinken, who you charmingly refer to as A. Blinken, Sean. <laughs> His name is not yet on a building. Oh, okay. Okay. No. So and never will be, him. probably, because he's probably got a tweet in his past that uh, would keep him from being on a building. <laughs> um, the, 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 the headline out of all that stuff that I just threw at you, though, is the fact that the schools have gotten around $67 billion of extra money from the packages already to try to reopen in the schools they've spent for and only 25% of public schools nationwide are open for in-class learning just well, a crime against children and they're asking for another whatever it is 100 and I got to find that number but it's a, a mind-boggling it dwarfs the original figure and it is so clear to me that that money will be given with a suggestion that you uh, spend it on uh, making your school's covid safe so we can open safely we want everyone to be safe but they will be able to use that money for whatever they damn well oh, please. Oh, sure, of course. Of right. Course. More levels God. of middle management than the new equities are or whatever you're going to hire for your school. It, they, Just jacking up salaries, whatever. I would have never believed this was possible, but with 25% of schools open nationally, we're not going to, their kids are not going to be back in school this year. I didn't think that was possible. I mean, this school year. Not this calendar year. Public school kids. Yeah, they're not going to be back in school. I thought, okay, the first part of the year not going to happen. Biden's going to come in. Things will cool down. He'll 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 take a win of getting kids back in school. But he did his whole first one hundred days. Well, that gets you so far into the school year. There's hardly any point in trying to get them back into school anyway. Right. It's going to be damned next year before kids are back in school. This is all wrong. I should be back in school. An entire year and a half out of school. For children in this nation. Just amazing. And for no good reason. And we're going to talk to a labor expert about, can you just fire all the teachers and rehire them? Is there anything that can be done? But I'm looking at the L.A. schools to remain shut for the near future. Not until all the teachers are and, and kids are vaccinated, says the uh, union. I've heard so many people, including people I like on the right, who are now saying, you better have them back in the fall or else. In the fall? We're now conceding that that's, that's our... Where we're going to stand our ground, I guess. Wow. Poor wow. kids. Just sucks out loud. Well, and it just it shows what a lie the whole equity uh, downtrodden people thing is. It's the left keeping the schools closed, and the, the people truly taking it on the chin are, are poor kids. And it's bad for everybody, but yet it's, the, it's worse for poor kids, for disadvantaged kids, the kids that you claim you always care about. God, it's just awful that you're doing this. Bunch of liars, greed heads. And Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. 
Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.